Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is hump day on the Rob Carson Show. Did you hear the big news out of Chicago? It looks like Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. They tried that all night last night. They said Beetlejuice, 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 and she never appeared until after she lost the election. And things have gotten so bad for Lori Lightfoot in Chicago that even dead people wouldn't vote for her. It's that bad. I know. Celebrate Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, that murder in town. Thanks, Lori Lightfoot. Chicago just voted their mayor right down. Goodbye. Miss Lightfoot, bet your bottom dollar she lost that race because of crime rate. Oh, yeah. In Chicago, no, she has risen since she took over the town. Because she's a black lesbian. On State Street, a once great street, I just want to say, they riot, and they'll steal your stuff away. <laughs> hey, That's racist. runaway crime is their way of life. I saw a thug assault a man's wife in Chicago. 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 That liberal She is out. She got third place in the uh, in the race, and there are a couple people in front of her: uh, Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis and uh, Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. Those are the two uh, people who are in front of him. One's a black guy, one's a white guy. Like that matters. But, of course, uh, uh, it looks like Lori Lightfoot is saying the reason why she lost, the reason why she says she was treated unfairly because she was a black woman in America. Uh, it's kind of weird because she was historic, right? Wasn't she elected because she was a black woman in America? <laughs> so, so she got elected because she's a black woman in America and got defeated because she's a black woman in America. Now it's just because she uh, really sucked at being the mayor and, uh, and drove, uh, actually rode to hell in a handbasket with Chicago. That's what she did. Uh, for instance, in 2022, Lightfoot Chicago recorded 723 murders, a 95% increase in vehicle thefts, and a 50% increase in theft, and 10% increases from the previous year in burglary and robbery. Yeah, it 
that's because she's a black lesbian in America. That's the reason. Uh, the crime has continued in 2023. The first homicide of the year occurred occurred just 90 minutes into the new year. That was progress, I think. I think it was like 89 minutes last year. Uh, in addition, the first 22 days of the 2023 year saw a significant increase in crime. Compared to the first 22 days of 2021, a major crime in Democrat-run Chicago is up 97% from last year. It's because she's a black lesbian in America. Uh, compared to those uh, 22 days last year, crime is up 61% in just 22 days of the new year. 2,189 cars stolen, and that's about 100 per day. Compared to the first 22 days of 2022, that's a 165% jump compared to the first 22 days of 2019. Uh, this is not a typo. 349% increase. Yeah, I know. It's all because America is so racist. Uh, by the way, Vallis, this guy, is a tough-on-crime cre- uh, candidate and is calling for adding hundreds of police officers to uh, Chicago. And then Johnson has aligned himself with the radical defund the police movements and is a majorly supported by the Chicago Teachers Union, meaning that he's just another Democrat saying he's going to fix the schools while we know, I think it was uh, 66 schools in, uh, in the state of Illinois, nobody knows how to do math at grade level, nobody knows how to read at grade level, and most of those schools are in Chicago. So you choose your candidate. I'm kind of leaning toward the pro-police guy. It is a little bit leaning towards the pro-police guy. I think that might be actually kind of a good idea considering how badly that Lori Lightfoot screwed up Chicago. Here is Lori Lightfoot last night. All righty. Hold on. Let me, let me try that again here. Let's go with Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot uh, delivered a speech last night, of course, obviously, as, as is, uh, uh, you know, a candidate who loses. Um, here is uh, Lori Lightfoot. Just came to the podium, so let's okay, listen right. in. It let's looks listen. like... Uh, Live on Chicago television here. Yeah. She's getting ready um, to but speak. I will be rooting and praying for our next mayor to deliver uh, for the people of the city for years to come. Yay. Golf applause. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you failed. You're a miserable failure. Terrible mayor. The worst ever, maybe in American history, other than Bill de Blasio. Four years, four years ago, I looked into the camera and spoke directly to young people of color who look like me and to every kid. Oh, God, I hope not. Who felt like I did um, when I grew up. And I'm going to okay, do- it had nothing to do, uh, your failure had nothing to do with your skin color. Uh, and honestly, what have you done for those kids? Probably the same thing that Democrats have done in places like uh, St. Louis and Baltimore. That again tonight. I told you back then that anything is possible with hard work. And I want you to know that no matter what happens along the way, you should always believe that. Because it's true. No, no, because see, your record uh, proved otherwise. You, you, what you did uh, is you completely failed. Uh, honestly, you, you completely failed. That promise that you made, you broke completely. Of course, now she's claiming unfairly treated during her re-election bid for mayor because she's a woman of color, not for her failure to, to uh, curb Chicago's crime. First uh, black woman openly gay mayor of the Windy City is now also the first um, Chicago mayor in 40 years to lose re-election after trailing behind a thir- in third place with only 17% of the vote. So she's been historical twice. That's pretty cool. She was elected because she was the first uh, openly gay uh, black mayor. You know, that's a big deal. 
Uh, and then also, uh, she was the first mayor to be voted out after the first term. Uh, and if you want to also make that historical, you can also say the first uh, woman of color uh, lesbian who was voted out of the first term as well. So you got to take good with the bad when it comes to history. You know, so if you're going to be the first openly gay woman as the mayor of Chicago, then you should also make you the first openly gay mayor of Chicago to get voted out. So yeah, twice, twice historical. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Throughout her term, she's been criticized for her soft on crime approach, which has led to massive increases in violence in the city. I already told you about that. The Miracle Mile, of course, uh, is now just a hellhole. I think 40 percent of the businesses have left there. Uh, I Chicago has always been very important to me. When I grew up, I uh, uh, when I was in Chicago, when I was Growing up, I listened to Chicago radio, and I would listen to the you know all of the great uh, person Larry Lujak and all those guys, uh, Jonathan Brandmeier and all those guys, and uh, and I always wanted to work in Chicago, and uh, I went up uh, my first airline flight ever. I know this makes me sound real po down here because I grew up in a small town in Iowa. I was uh, I was 21 years old, and I flew for a radio convention, and I met Marv Dyson, the uh, general manager of WGCI, and I just thought, man, I wanna, and he was even a black guy, and I still wanted to be like him. I know it sounds really crazy. For for a white guy to appreciate, but no, he was phenomenal, and I wanted to be just like Marv Dyson. I want to be just like the great personalities on radio in Chicago. And then, uh, in recent years, there's no way in hell I would live in Chicago. My son was going to move to Chicago right after he got out of college. I say, I, you know, do what you want to do, but I, I really don't want you to move to Chicago. And uh, and now you can understand why. And I think this is kind of a, a big deal. I think it's a great thing. For uh, big cities like Chicago, unfortunately, still haven't gotten in Baltimore. Uh, they elected a moron up there as well. And New York uh, pretty much uh, voted in another moron who he likes to say he's really tough on crime. But he's a moron. He wears expensive suits. He looks good all the time. But he didn't do anything up there. And it's kind of interesting because in, in, in uh, the Big Apple shoplifting pandemic has, uh, has, has sparked Democrats to get off their butts and do something about it. Because all the bodegas and everything are getting robbed, not only in, uh, in New York. And by the way, if you've been to a... Uh, a pharmacy or a bodega in uh, New York City, and I have. I've been very blessed to be able to go and broadcast live there. You can't get a toothbrush without having to get somebody open it with a, with a key. And, uh, and literally, there are stores being robbed blind. So there's a bill set to be introduced to the legislature uh, by Senate, Jess, uh, Senate Democrat Jessica Scarcella Spanton and Assemblyman Manny de, de los Santos uh, that would make it a felony to commit even minor assaults against retail workers. Because you remember uh, a while back, this bodega worker was attacked by this guy, and uh, he decided to grab a knife and stick the guy in the neck. And uh, the bodega worker won, and the thug died. So it is a common-sense approach to make perps think twice about what they're doing, according to Scarcella Spanton. The proposal would put retail workers in the same protected category as cops, firefighters. They don't protect cops there. Are you kidding me? Do you seriously? Anyway, so as cops, firefighters, paramedics, and other frontline workers, all MTA workers, including cleaners and booth attendants, were added last year. So it looks like maybe, I'm not saying that Democrats are pulling their collective heads out of their rear ends, but maybe uh, people in cities like Chicago and, and New York City are saying, you know what, we kind of liked it when we were a really great city, and we'd like to go back there, and we'd like it if the dang city wasn't uh, so awful right now. And uh, no, of course, uh, New York has still got some other things to deal with like the permeating smell, I mean all the time smell of, of marijuana on the streets, including in the mornings. You can walk by a Dunkin' Donuts, you'll smell coffee and donut smell wafting through the air. 
combined with some really, really stanky weed. Really stanky weed everywhere. I'm not kidding. You should, you should go if you haven't been. It's like I went to, the, uh, to New York City last uh, December, and I saw the, the big Christmas tree there in front of Rockefeller Center. I smelled weed everywhere. It was just, and when you think about green and Christmas, now it's all about the weed. And then, of course, if you go to an ATM vestibule, you'd never think about getting money out of it because a lot of them have homeless people uh, sleeping on the floor in there. So you don't exactly want to get out your uh, ATM card and, and withdraw some cash. Oh, and, and in, uh, in St. Louis, we saw this a couple days ago. I, I am very uh, close to St. Louis. I uh, love me some uh, deep-fried ravioli and Emo's pizza. But uh, I don't know if I'd live there uh, right now, and that's a shame because, I mean, I went to Mark McGuire's 60-second home run game. I have done a ton of work on KMOX there. But the other day, this guy, this uh, Deshaun Thomas, on camera, these people inside, look at this guy right out on the street, Right out there on the street, uh, this guy sitting here, apparently uh, the, the guy who uh, was sitting on the street fended off this, this uh, Deshaun Thomas earlier and was sitting there, and Thomas literally loaded a handgun, went up behind him and shot him execution style in the back of the head. And the guy on the camera is screaming, oh my God, they just bleeping killed him. That's how bad things have gotten in Democrat-run cities. And then this is kind of funny. Nationwide, there's a 30% spike in homicide rates in 2020. It was worse in Democrat-leading counties. It had nothing to do with gun sales, according to new analysis. It's kind of interesting. You keep voting in these Democrats, and they always talk about, I'm going to reduce crime by getting rid of guns. Uh, they don't. I wouldn't want to be in New York, like on a subway, unless I was concealed carrying, to be honest. And, and if I owned a bodega, I'd want to conceal carry, too. I don't want just the punishment of the thugs. I want to be able to have a gun in my pocket if they decide they want to try and shoot me. And then uh, we've also got this one more note on crime and Lori Lightfoot and all that stuff. Uh, half of all American uh, murders are unsolved. The lowest slump in four decades from 71% to 50%. So Democrats largely have made, uh, you can get away with murder in America pretty much. It's pretty remarkable. Now, we got a ton of stuff on the plate. Not only Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, confirming that the, uh, the virus came from the Wuhan lab. Uh, also, uh, Fox News. Fox News, did you know that Paul Ryan is a big, big, big uh, uh, board member there? And he's actually in charge of uh, dictating content. And it's kind of interesting because Fox has gone all in on Ron DeSantis. And, uh, and uh, Paul Ryan said he didn't want any more talk about Donald Trump. It, it's kind of interesting. And the only two networks that cover Trump rallies are uh, OAN and Newsmax. Oh, what happened to them on DirecTV? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Here's the numbers. 800-922-6680. This is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's The Rob Carson Show. If you get a chance to check out the podcast, it is available on uh, all your normal digital platforms. Some abnormal, actually, because, you know, they have my podcast on them. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you would like to get a compendium of them, that's uh, a list to Democrats, by the way, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen, listen, listen. Uh, so we heard yesterday that uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray, uh, you know, who is, uh, according to Democrats, he is sacrosanct, man. I mean, you do not mess with Christopher Wray. He's been right on everything. 
And uh, Christopher Ray admitted, I want you to listen to this real quick. This is Christopher Ray admitting that uh, the FBI knew that the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab for a long time. As you note, Brett, uh, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Okay, so uh, how long has the FBI known that? Now, we also know that the FBI has never admitted having Hunter Biden's laptop. They had it since 2019. They didn't say a dang thing about that. I wonder why. Oh, there were political reasons behind it. It kind of makes you wonder if maybe the FBI knew that the virus came from Wuhan, China, before the election. Who do you think? Do you think maybe that? Certainly before the midterms, right? Here is the head of the FBI saying that the FBI knew forever that the, uh, the virus came from Wuhan. Well, why the hell didn't the FBI say anything about it? Why hasn't the Democrat Congress done anything about investigating it? They didn't. I think it's fairly clear, right? I mean, couldn't you say that maybe the uh, Democrat Party, they are down with the Marxist revolution that's happening in the country? All of this, all this oddity, all this strangeness that's going on, all this division, all of this insanity in schools and, and all of this burning and all. Do you, do you suppose that's all organic? Is there something really driving that here now other than, his, you know, slavery happened 170 years ago? Is that, is that the reason? No, it's the plan. It's, it's, the, it's the moist dream of the class of 1968, guys. That's what this is all about. Geraldo Rivera on Twitter. You know, Geraldo's one of those guys that, uh, you know, sometimes when you live 80 years, you, you learn some things and, and you, you, you gain some wisdom and uh, you're no longer uh, uh, ignorant. And um, Geraldo's not one of those people. He's, uh, he's remained uh, completely uh, ignorant and oblivious to a lot of things, even into his later years. Uh, he said that the coronavirus pandemic was caused by a, a lab leak in Wuhan, China, is a conclusive, overwhelmingly, and supported by fact, logic, reason, and circumstances. Okay, there you go. That, that's good. He goes, he goes, uh, he says, to persist in the Hunan seafood market thesis is to believe Earth is flat or the 2020 election was stolen. See, that's where it goes into the, remember Sesame Street? One of these things is not like the other. So you got uh, origin of the COVID virus there. You got uh, Hunan seafood market. That's, you know, absurd. And then uh, uh, 2020, no, no, I'm sorry. Hunan seafood market, then uh, Earth is flat, then 2020 election stolen. So Hunan seafood market's been debunked. Uh, flat Earth, dear God in heaven, of course. 2020 election. One of these things is not like the other because if you uh, if you look at fact, logic, reason, and circumstances, and conclude that the coronavirus pandemic was caused by a lab in China, then you would also have to use fact, logic, reason, and circumstances to look at the 2020 election. Because uh, oddly enough, the origins of the COVID virus and any questioning of the 2020 uh, presidential election were all declared misinformation and disinformation. That's kind of interesting. And they were all the, the, uh, the uh, deep state, the uh, DHS, the CDC, the HHS, the FBI, uh, and, then, uh, and then in cahoots, in cahoots with uh, big social media, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, couldn't have any opinions on those two things unless they agreed with the narrative, which was the, the election was perfectly fine and China didn't, have the, didn't come up with the virus. 
So uh, I would venture to say that, uh, again, Geraldo Rivera misses the mark. He swings and he misses. He whiffs. He whiffs in trying to make a point. But what we do know is that the uh, FBI and the Department of Energy both say that it came from the Wuhan market. And the reason why the Energy Department has a special division as part of its mission to track and mitigate the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. And so they study biological weapons such as viruses. So the, the DOE actually is the, the perfect uh, de- governmental department to say that the, uh, the virus came from Wuhan, China. You see what I just did there? I kind of wrapped that up with a bow. I tied it in the whole deal. But I've got more on the way, including how much uh, Tony Fauci's net work increased while yours went down during COVID. Uh, you're going to be slack-jawed on this one, guys. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Yeah, me too. Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just by taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. Gold Co. is a six-time, 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. If you call them today, qualified callers get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Here's the number, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740 for Gold Co. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kind of interesting. FBI Director for uh, Director Chris Ray admitted that the FBI has known for a long time that the uh, COVID virus came from the lab in Wuhan. And then the Department of Energy, they asserted that COVID was from a lab, and they did it with low confidence, according to the Wall Street Journal. That's their way of, uh, of actually saying it happened, but kind of tamping down the reaction in the mainstream media, giving them kind of a little out to not, uh, to not cover the story. That's what it is. It's, it's like, you know, saying, like Joe, I mentioned this, Bill Clinton, when he was running for office, uh, he was on like an MTV panel, and somebody asked him, did you inhale or, or did, you drink, did you smoke pot? Right. And uh, and now it's actually a prerequisite to uh, run for office if you're a Democrat. But he said, uh, yes, I did. But I didn't inhale because that was his way of, of responding and saying, yeah, I did. But I didn't inhale, which gave him kind of an out. And it, it was a different world now. Then now you can go in uh, you know anywhere in New York City in the Isle of Manhattan and smell weed. Uh, then I mentioned it's some pretty sweet leaf uh, in the air. Actually, no, it's like it's as bad as uh, following a tractor trailer. If, you, if you're following a tractor tra- trailer, like if uh, Cheech and Chong were driving it. Okay, that's kind of a dated reference for you, uh, you know, Gen Xers. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's kind of funny. 
Uh, Marty McCary, who I have uh, been a big fan of since the beginning of this. Marty McCary is a professor at Johns Hopkins, and he was in front of Congress yesterday. And uh, I, since day one, I've always thought the uh, the COVID uh, pandemic response uh, was questionable. I always thought it was bullcrap. I've, I've said a few things. I said, uh, you know, if, if a cloth mask could prevent supposedly the deadliest virus in the history of mankind, uh, then I guess uh, you you know you could use a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. It would pro- it would provide about as much protection. And then I went to the hospital near my home, a big hospital. It's not a podunk little hospital. It's not a little minute clinic. It's the biggest hospital in Johnson County during the height of the pandemic and the beginning of it. And every night I went up there after my 12-hour day at the car dealership where I didn't have to wear a mask, and I met hundreds of customers for almost a year without a mask. Uh, and they never had anybody in the parking lot. I was like, what, what, what? And then they closed down the schools, and then they closed down everything, but they left Walmart and liquor stores open. So I'm like, well, I guess uh, you know, Walmart lives don't matter. And then I questioned whether, where, where are the body pits behind Walmart? Because honestly, where are the class action lawsuits against those businesses that kept open during COVID? Because all of those people must have died at much larger numbers, right? No, they didn't. It was all a bunch of BS. This is Marty McCary yesterday in front of Congress saying what you and I have known all along. All right, hold on one second. Let me uh, let me do uh, this. Hold on, I got I got to change the setting here, and uh, here we go. All righty, hold on. Uh, the greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation. That COVID was spread through surface transmission. That oh. vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity. Yeah, I just found out that was a lie. That masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you yeah. do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? Oh, that's what they'll do. That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Yeah, that's going to be the next domino to fall. Not true. It's four to twenty-eight times more common after the the vaccine. Yeah, that young true. people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest uh-huh. over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. Yeah. The data was never there. It never is, and if you get a booster for your kid, you're insane. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. Interesting. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. Yeah, we said nah. It, it did one thing. It created never vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Nah. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. Uh, unforgivable. That's kind of interesting that he would say uh, unforgivable. And, and I tend to agree, actually, because uh, what they did was abusive. It caused enormous harm, and people need to go to jail for it. This is Jim Gossett unforgivable those Fauci lies mm-hmm. unforgivable 
Your alibis. My alibis. <laughs> Denied a leak at the Wuhan lab. Pushed vaccines while Pfizer paid my tab. Never before have actions been more unforgivable in every way. In every way. This is pretty. No one believes a word I say. The cover-up was so predictable My explanation's contradictable It makes Fauci quite convictable, too Well, let's keep our fingers crossed He's been kind of quiet, have you noticed that? Been kind of quiet, maybe he went back to the hollow tree and he's making cookies again there's just so much win in today's show. There's just so much win. You got the Lori Lightfoot getting beaten in Chicago. You got now the uh, FBI admitting they've known for a hell of a long time that uh, COVID came from the Wuhan lab and every other domino on the COVID lies falling. This while, by the way, uh, uh, the uh, the attorney general of the country is being grilled in front of Congress for being a uh, political tool. And Merrick Garland, and it's on Newsmax right now, uh, but listen to my show and, and keep Newsmax right there. They got it on. And I, during the breaks, I'm listening to Newsmax. But anyway, let's go to Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland. She has a, a comment on the uh, Wuhan lab release of the COVID virus and how incredibly obvious it was. Go ahead. Yeah, it's the, probably the only successful thing I think that they've really pulled off lately. I feel like the incestuous relationship between the media and the government by way of people like Paul Ryan going into the media. And there's so many spouses and relatives that actually of government workers in the media, it's just one happy family. It's not independent at all. And as far as I'm concerned, COVID was released purposely because Donald Trump, the president at the time, was kicking their butt when it came to um, trade. And... I think they may have even threatened it behind the scenes. I think Donald Trump knew a lot more of what was going on. He can't divulge everything he knew. Well, Kathy, it's it's fairly obvious. Kathy, it's fairly obvious. Uh, They tried to do it with Trump in 2016 by saying that uh, Russia colluded with Donald Trump to throw the election. Uh, That was a lie, Uh, you know, and uh, and then then uh, and I said I said it would make no sense because clearly Hillary Clinton had they had uh, Russia had a compelling interest to have Hillary Clinton in the White House because she had actually been bought and paid for. She signed off on the uranium one release to Russia while she was secretary of state. She got over two hundred million dollars in one year to her uh, global foundation from Russian oligarchs. So there was a payoff there. Donald Trump was a hawk on Russia, a hawk on energy independence. And there was no compelling reason why he would collude with Russia. Same with 
uh, Joe Biden in China. Joe Biden has been bought and paid for by China. Dear God, look at the dang laptop, okay? Uh, clearly, Donald Trump was a hawk on trade. He said as soon as he went in office, he says, we're going to end this nonsense with China. China. Remember China? And that yeah. probably really oh, got yeah. under their skin. It got really under their skin. So there are puppeteers uh, in other governments that are putting Democrats in office. And, and now this is all coming out, Kathy. And this is not conspiracy there. I mean, just follow the freaking money to the Penn Biden Center and Joe Biden's checking account and his son's business dealings and uh, being in charge of a $1.5 billion Chinese hedge fund after Hunter Biden went with his dad to China in 2013 while he was a VP. I could go on and on, Kathy, but it's, it's, really, beyond, wow. it's really beyond argument at this point. I, when I hear uh, the Democrats trying to defend this, I just say derp, derp, derp. Follow the evidence. Go I ahead. Wonder, I wish you could answer a question for me. Why doesn't What's that? Donald What's that? Trump sue Adam Schiff for the? I mean, I know they can say whatever they want on the House floor, and they can yeah. tell a bold-faced lie, and that's legal. Yeah. But he did some things outside of that, just being interviewed in on the media, mm-hmm. that were lies that he knew were lies, mm-hmm. and we know he knew. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering why he doesn't sue him. Why doesn't he sue everybody and just for the hell of it put him into bankruptcy? Well, I, I lose. because I, I believe there's a difference as a public figure as far as what you could say about a public figure. Although when Donald Trump left office, that changes. Uh, for instance, uh, when uh, Harry Reid was the uh, leader of the Senate, he said that Mitch Romney didn't pay his taxes. He could say that it was a bold-faced lie. He admitted it was a lie, but uh, but Romney couldn't do anything about it. Uh, as far as Donald Trump is concerned, I'm not sure. Uh, if you know he's got so many uh, people suing him, he probably doesn't have time to sue anybody. To be quite honest, uh, and and he also <laughs> yeah. thinks that Adam Schiff is a pencil neck little bug who has no sway over anybody. So that might be part well, of it. Fauci too. should be in jail. Fauci should be in prison. And I hope at some point he loses all his money. And the best thing that could have come out of all this is he's no longer at NIH. Amen. Amen. He has saved more lives. That's oh. where we've been saved. Kathy, in the next segment, I've got some uh, incredible audio about uh, Tony Fauci from Open the Books founder Adam Andrushevsky. And uh, you won't believe how much money that Tony Fauci and his wife made while he was in his position during COVID. And she even directed policy while he raked in the money. That's coming up in the next segment, okay? Great. I'll stay tuned. Thank you so much. You are the best. Let's go ahead and take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's The Rob Carson Show. China is not very happy with Elon Musk. They're real mad over there in China. And you know what I have to say about China? Well, I can't really say it on the air. But uh, there's one word, and you know, I think you know what it starts with. And then just follow with, uh, with China. But here's a report on CNBC. Oh, well, the reminder today was directed towards Elon Musk. Uh, the Tesla founder had been uh, retweeting posts uh, promoting the uh, theory that coronavirus originated from a Wuhan lab. Well, the issue is very sensitive here. This moron on television, by the way, is still wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask outside in front of a camera. That's what a moron she is. In China. And so the Communist Party paper, The Global Times, warned on its social media site uh, that he could be breaking the pot of China. Uh, This is a Chinese saying that's similar to biting the hand that feeds you. Now, this warning comes as Chinese officials, uh, both on a a high level as well as um, on a lower level of the government, are really pulling out all the stops to try to attract U.S. investment into China. Yeah, you know what? Screw China. 
And, and China knows that when Donald Trump is the president again, uh, there's going to be hell to pay. There's going to be hell to pay. Not what well, I'm not Joe Biden, his hair, which is a hell to pay. Uh, it, no, there's going to be hell to pay. That's kind of interesting. I saw uh, Open the Books founder uh, Adam Andrushevsky, and uh, he was talking, uh, I believe this with with Maria Bartiromo. Could not be sure. But anyway, uh, they uh, he did some uh, serious um, investigation into uh, Tony Fauci. And it's actually it's uh, you can you could find it. Uh, he he did a little investigative journalism, which is what you know journalists are supposed to do, but the mainstream media wouldn't. And uh, here's what he had to find. Here's what he found out about Anthony Fauci and uh, how rich he got during the pandemic. Well, this goes right to the credibility of our institution. This actually, this first soundbite is about how uh, any dissent was considered disinformation during the outbreak. And it went on to everything that the government was promoting, like CRT, Black Lives Matter, the whole deal. You could not have a countering opinion. Right here in America. And look, there needs to be a lot more investigation about how government put its thumb on the scale during the COVID pandemic. Yes to influence speech in this country. And speech equals thought. Yes. They were trying to control our thoughts. And so look, the House Select Committees, they need to dig and keep clawing. Yeah, and uh, a lot of those uh, medical edicts, of course, all came from Anthony Fauci. He created this nonsense about wearing masks and six feet of distance between you and me and all that, and the shutting down the schools, which was absolutely ridiculous. And for that alone, the man should spend the rest of his life in prison. Because what the bureaucrats did to our kids, unforgivable, you need to go to jail. That includes uh, Randy Weingartner, who is uh, now pushing that uh, kids who wasted their money on worthless degrees get their student loans forgiven. We'll get to that later in the show. Here is uh, more from Open the Books, Adam Andrushevsky. We found that Dr. Fauci was the most highly compensated federal employee, and he out-earned the president. Last year, he made 480000 now, if you think about it, Anthony Fauci probably made a lot of people rich during the pandemic. You know, with all that talk about mandatory vaccines and you really need a vaccine, your kids need a vaccine, your fetus needs a vaccine, and before, if you don't kill it, you know, with abortion and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, maybe he was directing some uh, paydays to people. I'm just going to ruminate in here. And Mrs. Fauci, Christine Grady. She's employed as the chief bioethicist at Fauci's employer, the National Institutes of Health. Don't you have to be ethical to be an ethicist? So while Fauci was crafting national health care pandemic policies, she was backstopping those policies through her office at the bio on ethics and moral studies. And she actually out-earned the vice president of the United States. Oh. Now, Dr. Fauci's retired at the end of the year, and he's retired on the largest pension in federal history, we estimate that pension at $375,000 a year. That is interesting. And, you know, but he suffered. <clears throat> he suffered with the rest of us during the pandemic. I mean, you know, uh, while uh, he was uh, directing uh, with the uh, CDC, the HHS and all that to uh, shut down businesses, you couldn't work out, you couldn't go to a concert, couldn't go to a movie, your kid couldn't go to school, uh, you couldn't walk your dog, couldn't have people in your uh, house. You know, I could go on and on. It was insane. So clearly, I'm, I'm sure that because while all that was happening to you and me and we suffered greatly, you, you would think certainly he, uh, he suffered the same as you and me. That as Dr. Fauci's positions during the pandemic changed, 
Mrs. Fauci's positions on ethics studies during the pandemic changed to match her husband's positions. And so we'll be ready in a couple of weeks to release that report. Yeah. Uh, look, Dr. Fauci's net worth, we showed that during the pandemic years of 2019 yeah. through 2021, it increased from $7.6 million to $12.6 million. We show exactly how Fauci profited during the pandemic. What, 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 wait, wait, hold on a second. You're saying that Anthony Fauci got filthy, stinking rich directing the COVID uh, virus response, which has been shown to be completely fraudulent? That's nuts. Uh, look, Dr. Fauci's net worth, we showed that during the pandemic years of 2019 through 2021, it increased from $7.6 million to $12.6 million. We show exactly how Fauci profited during the pandemic. Wow. I, I, if I were you, I'd go to openthebooks.com and see what they've discovered because uh, we all knew this. I mean, we all knew this. Stephen Colbert is a little bit freaked out by it. Stephen Colbert was also a shill for the vaccines. Remember that stupid dance number he did where he did the, the, the conga line with the transgendered syringes? <laughs> Who comes up with that stuff? I mean, wonder why he's in second place now in late night, uh, you know, whizzing on the graves of Johnny Carson and Jack Parr and Steve Allen with, uh, you know, political propaganda. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, coming up on the show, John Stewart. Remember when he went on Stephen Colbert and he, he said, well, duh, of course the virus came from Wuhan. He got wrecked by the left on social media, and he's learned a valuable lesson. Also, did you realize in Virginia schools, Democrats don't want the dangers of communism uh, taught in schools? Well, there's a communist survivor who spoke in front of a meeting, and she explains why they did that. That's all coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Information. Truth. Is freedom. Is Newsmax. It's real news for real people. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 